I captioned today's, today's topic, Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? Order my steps. In your word, dear Lord, order my steps in your word. And, and may I who speak and those who listen be inspired and motivated to serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. My, my, mother, had, my mother had two, two rules that you could not mess with. You could not jump on the bed and you could not play with her pillows. You couldn't jump on the bed and you couldn't play with the pillows. And, and I was the second oldest there on that day when she went to the supermarket. I did not start jumping on the bed, but it looked so good that before long I was involved. And I long wanted to be like Muhammad Ali since I heard about him. So I took the pillows and made all them like if there would be gloves. And my brother did the same. And before long, it started to loose at the edge. Somebody should have been watching to see when mom is coming. So that I would have the time not only to do my chores, but to fix my disobedience. I do not know where the time went. I do not know where the time went, but, but I heard a taxi pulled up and somebody said, Mom is here. Now, 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 you don't know what is capital punishment, but capital punishment in my day was whipping without your pants on. And, and I had some capital punishment. Now, now, I know because of my ADD, I, get, I got into a lot of trouble. But when I was going to college, Something else happened to me. I had an assignment that was due on Monday. And on Monday morning, I said, if only I had one more day, I would be ready. If, if I can only have one more day. Guess what? He gave me a week. He gave me a week. Guess what happened the next Monday? He gave me more time, and I still was not ready. What really happened with my extra time? I, I really don't know. Jesus says, when the disciples came to him, they said, Lord, tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the, the sign of your coming and the, and the end of the world? And he said, he said, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and pestilence and things in diverse places. And it sounds like the LA Times. And he says, he says, with all of these things that keeps happening, the end is not yet. He says, it means that it is near, but it is not yet. 
I can't give you any dates, Jesus said. The most I can say to you is that there is going to be a delay. There, there is going to be a delay between the signs and when he actually gets here. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man. He says, between when you are seeing the signs and when he actually appears, there is going to be a delay. Uh, um, um, he says, I can't tell you the day nor the hour. As a matter of fact, if I told you, you're going to end up like Joseph anyway. I gave you Monday, you're not ready. I gave you the next day, you're not ready. He was going to be all that a mortal could be. Tomorrow. No one would be kinder and braver than he. Tomorrow. A friend who was troubled and weary he knew, who would be glad for a lift and who needed it too, on him he would call and see what he could do. Tomorrow. Each morning he woke up and said he would pray. Tomorrow. Each afternoon he stacked up letters he would write and thought of the friends that he would delight. Ah, indeed, he was too busy today and he hadn't a minute to stop in his way. More time I have to give to others, he says. Tomorrow. He heard the gospel preached and he planned to accept it too. I would repent, read my Bible, and be a superb Christian tomorrow. The greatest of workers that man would have been. The world would have known him had he ever seen tomorrow. But the fact is that he died and he faded from view. And all that he left there when living was through was a mountain of things he had planned to do tomorrow. Jesus says, if even I knew I wasn't going to give you the day, because you are not going to be ready. It is just enough for you to know the signs. He says, but I say unto you, watch. Watch. He says, he says, I am asking you to be a watchman. Of all the jobs I hate is to be a watchman. They asked me to take care of this patient. And my responsibility was, his heart would stop beating. And when his heart stopped beating, because he was rich, he didn't want to wear a monitor, an apnea monitor. So my responsibility was, and I was being paid good money, is to watch when he stops breathing and to shake him. I did my job faithfully for most of the night. It got to 3 o'clock in the morning and I got tired. I, I said... I turned on the TV and I sat in front of the TV trying to keep my eyes open. And, and, and I do not, I knew when it was about 3.15. And the next thing I knew that it was quarter to six and his wife was standing over me and asking me, were you watching him? I don't like a watchman's job. You do most of your job. But you're just being paid for a certain moment. You are paid, you are paid to sound the alarm. Hold a second. A watchman, a watchman, he does not have to manufacture the sign. All he has to do is to see the sign. He does not have to determine what you do when he sounds the alarm. Hear me, church. All that a watchman is supposed to do 
is to sound the alarm that such and such a thing is about to happen. The Japanese were about to bomb Pearl Harbor. One guy saw on the radar that the planes are coming. He sounded the alarm. You know what they said? No, it can't be. It can't be. And Pearl Harbor was bombed. Jesus says, Jesus says, I am asking you to watch. I want you to be a watchman. There's an occupational hazard of watchmen. It's narcolepsy. Watchmen don't get enough sleep at night. And they're too busy in the day to get enough sleep. So their circadian rhythm is turned off. So they suffer from narcolepsy. During narcolepsy, you fall asleep at the wrong time. Watchmen has a problem with staying awake. Watchmen has a problem with staying awake. Let me define another word for you, fanaticism. A fanatic is somebody who you know what he's going to say or you know where he's going to end up no matter where he starts. Fanatic. One other thing, the Word of God. The Word of God is not only a prophetic experience, but it is, it is a, a consciousness or a state of the prophet's mind that is altered and adjusted in such a way that he starts saying things that he never planned to say in the first place. He didn't even know what he says. As a matter of fact, God told Daniel, he said, shut up the book. For it shall be for many days. Don't try to understand it. it. You are not here. Okay? Jesus says, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son, son of Man be. What about Noah's day that was so contemporary with our day? First of all, first of all, the guys were giants in the land. Adam lived 930 years. Could you imagine 15 to 18 feet tall? Adam is coming through the door and this building can't house him because he is 17 to 18 feet tall. And, and if we go by the average muscle mass now, I, if I am six and 200, 200 pounds is normal, therefore Adam is about 600 pounds. All muscle. Eve is a little shorter. Beautiful and just as muscular. No extra weight anywhere. They were all giants in the land. Set, set. Seth was 912, and Enos was 905, and Cana was 910, and Jared, Jared was 162 years old when he got Enoch. 162, and now he starts having children. Oh my God. What, what?
giants were there in the land. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Seth was alive, Enos was alive, Cana was alive, Meliak was alive, Jared was alive, Enoch was alive when Adam died. So they're not only living a long time. It's like it's like if you want to ask, if you want to ask Columbus, Columbus, tell me when you came west, who did you see? It's not in any books. Because you can go directly to Columbus and say, just tell me the history. Here is Adam. Adam, what happened during the fall? Come next Sabbath and I'm going to tell it to you. The brother is 900. 900 years old. And having children. Mighty men of old, Genesis said. Men of renown. No need to write anything down. Because the history is literal. You think when you write things down, you think it's, a, it's an improvement. You don't realize it's an accommodation for your lack of memory. Because there are details that you can never be able to write down. When Adam starts telling you how he felt when God says, you got to leave. How is he going to write that down? They, were, they had vitality. They had mental capacity that went along with their structure. I want to tell you something about eternal life. Eternal life is not only one of quantity. It is another thing of quality. It's not only that you're big and strong, but you're healthy. And that's the way they were. Could you imagine, imagine at the resurrection? Adam comes up, and, and Adam sees Pastor Drummond coming into the kingdom. And, and, and Adam says, who is he? He says, oh, that's, that's Drummond. You died for shorty? Are you telling me you died for shorty too? Because Adam is 17 feet, and here comes shorty. He's six five. He says, "Are you tell?" And Adam starts to cry. And Jesus says, "Don't worry, don't worry. We're gonna put him under the tree. It will be for the healing of the nations." <laughs> but there was a serious problem with these giants. There was a serious problem. Their 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 their, their physiology and their mentality did not match their morality. Their physiology and the strength of their mentality did not match their morality. The geography was ideal. The food supply was adequate because the earth was only 200 years old. It seems that disease was not prevalent except the ones that they caused to themselves. No battle with the haves against the have-nots. Don't, don't you have one moment to think don't you think for one moment that all the problems is in the ghetto, in the ghettos and, and all the problems in the city is because they don't have enough or there's bad geography? These people had ideal geography and the Bible says they were so wicked that God said he would destroy them all. 
It's not all because of climatic condition. And I wondered if they had television back then. Because the Bible says they were evil continually. Hold a second. Hold a second. The news in the morning in the antediluvian was all about wickedness. And the, the midday news was wickedness. And just before they went to bed, they turned on soap opera that they taped during the day. This was wickedness continually. At work, they're wicked. It looks as though they had the internet. It looked like they had my space to communicate their wickedness. It was evil continually. It is better, my niece says, for me to listen to love songs than the news that I listen to all day. Have you ever picked up the newspaper and tell me what you saw last week? How many they beheaded in Mexico? And how many Nigerians got killed because the Muslims shot them? Because they are shooting back? Because the Christians killed 300 of them some time ago? And this is just side news. And this is just the set that we put in because there isn't news to cover, to cover those in the ghetto who doesn't count as being significant. There is evil continually. It looked like they, were pla they, had, they had a system how to make things evil. God said to Noah, build an ark. Build an ark because I am tired. Can you frustrate divinity? Can you frustrate divinity? He is saying that they got so evil that God is saying, I can't do anything else with them. I can't do anything. This is a thing of their minds. And I can't do anything else with them. I am going to destroy the planet. 17 feet set? Yes, I will. You're going to destroy all of those muscles and things that stand in your image? Yes, because they are evil. Watchmen. Watchmen. That's watching in the last days. In the midst of earthquakes and famine and pestilence. There are some people that are still having a good time. Jesus says, in the days of Noah, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, and, and amidst of all of this, there was violence and wickedness that's going on. That's telling me that there are some people who the wickedness did not get to them. This is normal. I, I see homosexuals walk down the streets with this one chain holding the other one and it's big on TV. It doesn't bother me anymore. Jesus is saying, watchmen, guard against, guard against 
getting to a state when these signs are happening, these signs of wickedness are happening, Jesus is saying, watchmen, you need to guard against getting into a state where wickedness becomes normal activity. That is telling me that when you're watching TV, you must have the ability to say, I am not going to look at this. You must have the ability to say, not every movie that comes out, I am going to see. Not because the church says it's wrong, but because it's going to mess with my sensitivity as to what is wicked and what is evil. You know now, you can rent some movies that, to bring home that they wouldn't show in the movies in the cinema. Before, we used to say, don't go to the movie because of the evil. Now the devil has a better twist for you. He can bring it and pipe it into your home that you can't see outside, so he gets your kids from the time they're five. And by the time they get to 14, no amount of talking. They're already hooked on porno and the internet. And there's evil continually. Watchmen, watchmen, guard against, guard against when things become so evil that it becomes normal. They start living in a way that they were not accountable to anybody. They're not accountable. Hey, I've been here 900 years. I am not accountable to anybody. Not the church. What church? You want me to be accountable to Noah? That boy just started preaching 300 years ago. I've been here 800 years. What can Noah tell me? They're not scared of the church, nor God, nor anybody. They do what pleases them best. Jesus is saying, watchmen, when you see these signs start to happen, guard against, guard against getting to a state where you are not accountable to anybody. He says, Noah, build an ark. Why an ark, Lord? There will be no hiding place down here. Can't we move somewhere, Noah, Lord? No, no, no. This is going to be international, Noah. Because when I shake the earth, I will shake it to its very foundation. And there will be no place to hide. There will be no hiding place down here. Could you imagine Noah asking God, okay, tell me the logistics. Are you proposing a structure that is 437.5 feet long, 72.9 feet wide, and 43.75 feet high, 97,000 square feet capacity. I have to tell you something. In science, there is something that they call Archimedes' principles of flotation. 
Archimedes' principles of flotation state that if an object is to float, you have to know the weight of the water that is displaced. That object cannot weigh more than the weight of the water that it displaced so that it would sink. And then God told, him, told Noah, he said, put pitch on the inside and on the outside. Wait, 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 Lord. Did you check this stuff to see if it would really flow? You don't want me to build a little module and see if it would float first before you propose this big structure? God, said, God says, look, Noah. I am not dependent on Archimedes or any deeds. I said to build an ark. Noah said, Lord, 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 um, one other thing. Two elephants. Uh, what's the tonnage? You want giraffes in here too? Uh, 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 hippo? And, and please, please don't bring any dinosaurs in. Uh, uh, Lord, are you sure that this is what, they, what this is what you want? I have another problem, Lord. Where are you going to get enough water to float this thing? Lord, 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 where are you going to get enough water? Here is the science, Lord. And here is your word, Lord. How does your word match practical science? I'm talking about practical. Lord, Lord, I, I don't doubt you. I don't doubt you, but, but give me some practicality. Because, you, you, you see, I'm a practical person. And you're telling me to go and get, uh, go for wood. And, and that's a practical thing. So I want to know practically where are you going to get water to float this thing? Watchmen. Watchmen. Watch when there is a conflict between the word of God versus what you know to be the fact. Because from the time you go to college here, the first semester of college, what they're wiping out from you is everything you learned in church. First they tell you there is no God. Then they, they, teach you, they start teaching you that this whole idea of sexual morality and those, it doesn't really count because all other cultures is doing the same thing. So, so you need to be on guard, watchmen, because they're going to come a time in your day when it would be the word of God versus what you have learned, what you know to be the practical, scientific, biological fact. Let me tell you something about the word of God. Though. The word of God is, is when, God, when God utters a word, the reality which the word signifies springs into being. When, when God utters a word, the reality of the word, the, the, the reality becomes what the word says. Not the word conforming to reality. Meaning that 
if God says, I am going to send water to float this boat, just the fact that he says he'll send water, water will come in proportion to the amount that is necessary to float that boat. When God utters a word and he tells you, he tells you, go into the streets and witness. Just go on the fact of the word. Because, because the reality of the word is surer than everything that you have learned or read before. There was a place named Tyre. And Tyre, Tyre was built off of the, it was, one city was on the Mediterranean coast. And God says, I am going to destroy Tyre because of their wickedness and I will sweep the dust off a of Tyre. Good. 100 years. Tyre was indeed destroyed. But that's not what the word says. The word says, I will sweep the dust off a of Tyre. 100 years after, they built on an island off the coast of this town. And they also named it town. Remember what the word says. I will sweep the dust off a of town. 200 years after, Alexander the Great came through and he wanted to capture this island. He told his men, take all of the pillars and put them in the sea. To make a raft from here to this tower. They did everything. And they said, we can't build a raft. Alexander says, get your broom. Alexander said, get your broom and sweep the streets of tar until I get enough dust to build a raft.
will never be a place for music anymore. And I don't know, maybe you won't listen to news. Saddam Hussein sent out an invitation to all of the great musicians of the world in 2090 because he said he would renovate the old Babylon and he would have music in the halls of Babylon. Somebody said to him, you realize that that's a contradiction to the Bible. Now this was in LA Times front page. You can call it and get it. He says, he says, Yes, I realize this contradiction to the Bible. Remember, at that time, Saddam Hussein had one million men strong army. He and Bush were on good terms, the old father. So there, there seems to be nothing that is going to stop Saddam Hussein from going against the word. But the word says there would not be music, not even by Michael Jackson. In 1991, Saddam Hussein made a tactical mistake. He went into Kuwait. And old Bush went against him with all the fury of his power. And when you saw those bombs dropping and rocking Baghdad, you got to consider that because he was going against the word. And if you think that you can live your life against the word, the bombs are going to come against you and you will not be able to stand because you're going up against the word. And when the word says pay your tithe, pay your tithe. When the word says, when the word says no sex before marriage, no sex before marriage, you might get away with it for a while, but the word is going to come up against you. And later on, you're going to wonder, how come all the children are going this way? How come this one using drugs? But you have gone against the word. And if you have gone against the word, you better beg for mercy in this time. Because you're going against the word. All that you can say when the word is spoken, Amen. All that you can say when the word is spoken, Amen. I don't understand it, but Amen. I don't agree, Amen. Sometimes I think we have too much clapping in church. There was one time we never used to clap. We used to say, Amen. Now we are clapping like crazy and nobody's saying amen. You see, when you clap, you're saying that I, I like what I hear. I agree with what I hear. But when you say amen, it's different. When you say amen, you're saying, I, I, I don't understand it, but amen. I don't agree with it, but amen. I do not have the intellectual capacity to tangle with God. Where is he going to find water from to float this big thing? Guess what? What they did not know is that there was a firmament above the heavens and there was one below the heavens. And God said, God said when he got mad, he broke up the firmament below the, the water and then he shook the one above the heavens and the whole thing just started to rock. He started to rock because, because the word, the reality, the reality is what the word issues. And unto this day, the earth is still shaking because God shook it back then. You want to know what happened in Haiti? 
God shook it back then. 4,000 years ago. What happened in Chile? He shook it back then. And I'm telling you, if he shook it before, he's going to shake it again. Watchmen, watchmen, watchmen don't chase the signs. You see, when you're chasing the sign, you're now saying, yes, 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 there was an earthquake down here. I have to straighten up my life because there's an earthquake. And then for a couple of days, there's no earthquake. So you've gone back to what you were doing before. You've gone back to what you were doing before. But when he says, when he says, watch, he's calling for vigilance, sustained observation. Sustained observation. He means he means not only look, keep looking. He's saying you're not going to understand everything, but keep looking, because because after these signs, there's nothing. You don't have more time. This is your day. If you plan to repent, do it today, because all of the signs says. He says, when you see these things begin to come to pass, know that he is near. He is even at the door. Meaning that you don't have much time. There used to be a song, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. It's later than you think. Don't you hear Barack doing his best to control the economy? And, and the best that they can do is to lie to us. This big, great country owes so much money. If I owe you that much amount of money, I can't function. But yet, they're functioning still. And you think the economy is healthy. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. Don't put your trust in what you see. The just shall still live by faith. Even in this day and age. Watchmen, watchmen. Don't you worry with the signs. Worry about the philosophy of normalcy. Worry that they, they started to think, you know something, since the fathers fell asleep, this is how things were. You know, the earth goes through its cycle. I heard them saying it on the news this week. They said there have always been earthquakes. There have always been famines. It depends on the solar winds and, and it depends on, on the gravitational pull of the earth. They have an explanation for everything. Do not get complacent watchmen with normalcy. Eating and drinking, giving, marrying and giving in marriage. Watchmen, don't worry about signs. God about what you hear and what you think. Don't get into facts. Stay in faith. Watchmen, don't get into facts. Stay in faith. Because you can't argue them. As best as you are, your, your faith cannot argue the scientific arguments that they present. When you hear them all, say to yourself, I've heard what you said. I've considered your argument. But guess what? I'm still going on Saturday. Guess what? I don't understand it all. But I still believe that Jesus is coming again. Because the word says it. That's why I would believe it. Jesus says, 
Those people in Noah's day, he says they were marrying and giving in marriage and they knew not. They knew everything else. They knew everything else. Psychology, philosophy, psychology, philosophy, biology, algebra, embryology. They knew everything else. They knew, they knew about, this, about the weather, what it's going to be like tomorrow, and what it's going to be like next week. But they knew not about the sign that Jesus is about to come, that the earth was going to be destroyed. As a matter of fact, they started to make jokes with Noah. They had a dance they called the Brontosaurus. They're making jokes with Noah. One, one guy came up and, and he says, he says, Dad, I think I should join Noah's group. And the other one says, the dad said, you, you, you don't understand. If you look to the, to the northern side of the ark, you're going to see a tree that has 75 rings. Noah been preaching that same fanatical message for 75 years. He says, oh, dad, I did not know that. I just got inspired that Noah is, is having some kind, something new. And the other one says, no, he's been preaching that same thing for a hundred years. Then another one came up, he says, no, no, no. Noah has been preaching the same fanatical Jesus coming, water coming, Jesus coming, water coming. You Adventists, you don't have anything new to say? All you're saying is that Jesus is coming. Last week you sang, watch ye saints with eyelids waking. This week you come back, watch ye saints with eyelids waking. Aren't your eyelids getting tired? Jesus says, watchmen, watchmen, don't worry about the time. Pay attention to your temper. Because if you look in the next verse, he says, because the Lord delayed his coming, some of them started attacking each other. Delay can be frustrating. Delay can be stressful. The brethren start attacking each other. Look, look in Matthew, Matthew 24, 48. And shall, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants. And they started to eat and drink with the drunkards. They lost their patience. And they start to eat and drink with the drunkards. They said there's no difference between us and you. You in the world and us in the church. There's no difference. Let's eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we shall all die. And when we die... Burn me if you want to. I don't care. There's not going to be any resurrection. What resurrection? Watchman, watchman, watchman. When everything goes wrong, I'm telling you, stay on board. I'm telling you, stay on board. It is the old ship of Zion. It's, in the, it's the old ship of Zion, but stay on board. You think when Noah was in that ark, it was an easy journey? First of all, after a while, them cows start to stink. After a while, the, the, remember now, remember the earth is quaking. Therefore, up with a big wave, down with a big wave. He's buffeted on that side and thrown on that side. All of these things are going on. But give Noah credit, he didn't jump ship. He didn't jump ship. I know in this church sometimes... There are going to be some things that are very, very discouraging. 
There are going to be some things you got to be able, you got to be able to say to yourself, if I am the only one, if I am the only one that's going to be left, I am going to preach the same message because I have been called upon to be a watchman. And I need to stay on board to warn the people, to tell them that Jesus is coming soon. I need to be, if it's only me. Because you know what the Bible says? God says, he said, Noah, he said, you are the only one I found faithful. Your wife and your sons and the daughters, they're only coming in by proxy. He said, you are the only one I found faithful. If even you are the only one, if you are the only one that stay off of drugs, stay off of drugs. If even you are the only one that stay not being pregnant, stay not being pregnant. If you are the only one that's paying your tithe and the conference is using it, you don't know how, still pay it. Jesus is coming again. You might be preaching the same thing for 120 years. But the fact is still true. And if even you see nothing else, just go on the word. The word says, the word says, he says, watchman, what of the night? He says, the morning cometh and also the night. Meaning, meaning that there are going to be some bad times ahead. But guess what? Day is going to dawn sometime. He said, you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, that he would give you your reward. Just hang in there, watchman. Watchman, just go out and do what he says to do. Go on the corner and warn the people that Jesus is coming again. And once you warn them, your job is finished. All you have to do, watchman, is to sound the alarm. Because all of the signs are in place. You need a paradigm shift. The problem with the antediluvians is that they had a bad philosophy of how they operated. They operated like if everything is normal. You can't operate that way. You need a paradigm shift. You need to start living what Jesus says. Live by faith. Live by faith. If they say, come let's go out and witness, and you say that you don't have the gift to witness, then live by faith. If they say, if they say I want you to go and do something for the Lord, and you don't have the ability, then live by faith. So that you have a paradigm shift. No matter how bad your life is. And the Lord says to you, I forgive you. Guess what? That's the word. Just as powerful as when he says, I destroy you. And you hang on to the word for your dear life. Because it is more real. It is more real than anything that you can touch, smell, or feel. Watchmen, live by faith.